0: Hey, I gotta be honest. Um, I didn't know what I was gonna talk about today until maybe an hour before this, and I gotta say, this is probably um, one of those stories that wrote itself, writes itself. Doesn't really allow me, need me to do any mm, massage another story or embellishment or anything. It's a really good topic, and it's been discussed. It's and I normally don't do this, but I had to do it today because I listened and I immediately had a response to myself. Oh, actually, I said it out loud to an empty room, but it was still to myself, and I thought I'd share it with you folks, so here we go. This is Gregory. So, a few weeks back, uh, Kevin Hart debuted a new show on Netflix called Don't Fuck This Up, and this show is really is um, his, um, uh, I guess... The explanation or his telling of his experiences growing up, his family, and basically a self-documentary, I guess. And it's very really interesting. Um, you know, I, I always look at celebrities as people first. Um, actually, I guess the, uh, the correct way to say I look at celebrities as people who've made a lot of money doing something they were good at, but didn't know they were good enough to be as big as they are. Um, so they're not perfect people. And so anyway, anyway in this, this documentary, he goes into you know, his travels and things like that. He talks about his life, his father, his relationship with his father, his relationship with his wife. Um, he also in this talks about um, his uh, infidelity, you know, the infamous cheating scandal and how he got caught up cheating. And I, I thought that was very brave of you to speak on. I can't say if I were him, I would do it. But no, it's a brave thing to speak on publicly. Everyone has their opinion about it, and you know I don't. I don't have my opinion about why he cheated or what he did or things of that nature. However, one comment he made did kind of catch me a little bit. Um, Kevin goes on to say in this documentary uh, about his cheating event that you know, um, and I'm not going to paraphrase. You can Google it if you haven't seen it. You can look up online. I'm pretty sure the videos out there because nothing is sacred. But he essentially says that his circle, and I'm paraphrasing, his circle wasn't around. Now, due to the traveling, his work schedule, he's out, he's out, he's in Vegas, and he's hanging out with his friend, or hanging out with some new friends or some other friends, but not his main circle, his core group of people. And he did some shit that normally if his crew was there, he wouldn't have done, because somebody have said to him, as he puts it, hey man, what the fuck you doing? Get yourself in line, you're wrong, this shit is crazy. So when I heard that, what I heard was, I fucked up because nobody was there to grab my dick and stop me from using it. <laughs> that's what I look at. I vision like I, I, I picture my friends coming back the day after I cheated and me telling them, "Where was y'all?" And I know they would say, "Motherfucker, we ain't you know what the fuck was you doing? You you need a babysitter? You're a grown man." So I was like, being a Kevin Hart fan and separating a celebrity from the work, I said, "Man, that's bullshit. That's bullshit." I know that shit went down. You're drinking, you having a good time, he ladies all on you because you're Kevin Hart, biggest comedian in the world, arguably one of the most famous and most successful comedians in history. You got caught up. Shit happens. All right? Shit happens. So, I'm my take is take that L. I wouldn't even bring my boys into it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say to them, my friend I wasn't there to protect me. My friend wasn't there to take help me out of the situation. I just taking that L and moved on from it. It's a little easy to take. I fucked up by myself. So, um, like I said, this, the, the show debuted maybe a couple weeks ago. I forget, in late December, mid-December. Later. So, from that, obviously, social media and the internet starts getting taking the, uh, giving their take on it. And oddly enough, here I am giving my take on this. Um, I, I, now, I didn't speak about this earlier because, like I said, I don't really care to talk about celebrities in this light. Uh, but... Today, I was on YouTube, and I saw a video from Lonnie Love. Lonnie Love from The Real. And I, yes, I love Lonnie Love. Uh, of all the hosts on The on, uh, the Real, she's my favorite. Um, I think the rest of them chicks on there are just, they're, not, they're just not authentic. They're, not, I like some of them, you know, they're, they're entertaining, but they're not Lonnie Love. Lonnie Love makes that show. And uh, because I say I love Lonnie Love on that show and I watch it because she's on there, doesn't mean I always agree with everything she says. And it's one of those instances, you know. So Lonnie goes on and she's uh, speaking to this point that Kevin Hart made. And she goes into this, uh, um, goes on to state her opinion based on black men and infidelity. And. She starts to say, you know, she continues to say that black men, um, black men cheat, and she justifies it by um, referencing uh, slavery and how it destroyed the black families, and that black men don't know how to be faithful in a relationship because of broken homes and so forth and so on. And it's caused a domino effect in our community. And while I won't say that that is not true to some extent, when it comes to cheating, especially especially this generation we have our generation now, not the not the millennials so, but you include them, but definitely them. But my generation, generation X or whatever, born seventies, eighties, I I, I kind of take offense to that. And the reason being is that I hear that from a black woman who, as I understand it, is married to a white man. Doesn't make a difference, but it does have some merit in this when we look at the person who said it. I look at that statement and then I compare it to. The other side, where I've heard during the Me Too movement that no woman, no, uh, I forget who it was. Was she? Uh, who was it? I can't recall who it was, but this uh, um, celebrity host on some show uh, is a. She was a guest, or she was a host. Might have been on a view. Might have been a view or the real. I can't remember which one it was, but they said that anytime a woman makes a claim, I believe it. And at that point, I said, "Hmm, yeah. Can't can't say that. Any all and every are words that you better be you should use very cautiously. Because all can always be rebutted by one instance. If there's one instance where someone does did something that you said no one or all one all people do, your statement is invalid. So going back to the Lonnie Love statement, all men cheating. Like I said earlier, it's a, it, it, it offended me immediately. Because what it says is that, when you say all black, I'm sorry, you say black men say earlier, this, she said all black men sheep. If I didn't say earlier, that was a statement. Let me create that All black men she When you say that, as a black man, I start thinking about the black men I know that are married. And I'm not going to say I know everything all my all my people do, all my friends, not, my, not the people I know. Let me go back. All my friends and close friends I know, meaning the ones I know who are married, know their wives. So, much. the ones I know, I've only known one black man that's you and their wife. Um, she goes on to say that men, when they have power and money, they feel that they have the ability to do things, they the right or whatever, whatever. Now, that kind of contradicts the slavery and the broken family mindset. It goes into a financial status. And when you start talking about wealthy black men, well, then wealthy white men cheat as well. Hell, I might as well say wealthy white men. I'm going to say wealthy men cheat. But then I'll take it a little further. Hmm. If power and wealth allow or uh, are the cause, or one of the criteria for men to cheat because they feel like they can get away with it, or people to cheat, then why do we stop at men? I have a problem when you attack a a, 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 a specific group with a general statement without qualify, without adding qualifiers to your assumption. Because men like myself, my brother, my other friends that I know that are married that don't cheat on their wives. Are all negated in that. Now if you're a woman that has had a relationship with black men. And no black men cheated on you. And you say the black men I've dated have always cheated on me. I can say okay. Okay. You probably have a point. The black men in your life have cheated on you. But I also know black men who've dated black women. And have had black women cheat on them. I know people that are Black men raising children that aren't theirs knowingly not theirs honestly but you know <laughs> it's it's everywhere i know white men white women who have had white men cheat on them not just one several so it's not a universally black problem. I, 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 I went a little further and I, I looked at some stuff online. I saw people with statistics and quotes, quoted state statistics as far as the number of black men that cheats. You know, 20 some odd percent, plus percent, 25, 26 percent. However, I question that stat because I always wonder, how do you collect that data? My thing is, there are only a few type of people. I think when I ask a survey about cheating, one, the guy that's not married doesn't give a fuck if you ask him if he's cheating or not, cause he's just dating. That technically doesn't qualify as a cheater. Uh, secondly, it's the married men who've been caught and their wife knows it, and they're safe enough or comf- comfortable enough to answer that question without fear of um, being outed. And those other statistics that, that other group of men are the ones that just won't answer the question. Be it yes or no the answer. I feel like too sometimes the stereotype is, uh, is, um, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, oh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. But I just say it. I I feel like sometimes there's this expectation that someone's gonna cheat on you. Sometimes women who've been cheated on before feel like men are the next man will cheat on them. So the perception that the last man I dated was black, he cheated on me. I dated a white guy, he ain't cheating on me. Or maybe you just didn't know it. And now every time I'm with a black man, he already cheating on me. Well, maybe you dating men that are shitty dudes. All, I, all I'm saying is that, there's, that we, I could go back and forth with this all day. But the point I'm trying to make is we have to, when making these statements, really be clear on what we're saying and what group we're targeting. I know lots of brothers, man, a lot of them, that's married, is good dudes. And being a man, I'll tell you, we know that when women cheat it's cause guys don't we, we don't give them something. sometimes. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. Not all the time. Most women that been cheated on they that have cheated on their men didn't want to cheat on them, but the man just did whatever. The shit wasn't right, so that's what they did. It's weird. Matter of fact, you know, I probably will get a woman to come down and speak to that. And join me on one of my later shows and speak to that, because I only want to speak to the mindset of a woman. I only know I can only say what I've I've been told. But it's always been about attention and just um showing attention, listening, caring, things of that nature. So typically I've been told that when the women cheat, they cheat with someone who cares about them. Sometimes. I mean other times they didn't want to get a wanna get the get the shit off real quick. But who am I to judge? So but yeah that's that's just that's just how I feel about it. But you know, what do you guys think? I could be way off. I could just be speaking from within my bubble. I'm pretty sure some some lady out there has a story that's like, man, great, you don't understand. I did with four dudes. I'm a this, I'm an educated woman. I did it, I did all this for them. I did that, that, that. These motherfuckers still cheated on me. And maybe we need to pull them profiles of them dudes up to cheat on you and see what kind of dudes they were. But when it comes down to black men that are out here today working, raising their children, taking care of their family. We are not all out here cheating on our women. We're not doing that. And for her like I said, for a lot of love to make that statement on public television, gives a black eye to black men when it's already hard enough because of the perception that's out there as is. So that's my two cents. What do you guys think? Let me know. Uh, let's talk about it a little bit. So, well, that's a fun way to start off a Monday show. Um, What's next? Oh, yeah. Guess what? The planet is going to stop spinning. The world is coming to an end. Bills are burned up. Chickens are eating their own eggs. I don't know what the fuck's happening. Geese are flying upside down. Pigs are eating pork sandwiches and hot dogs are now being fed to lions out in the wilderness. It is a sad day because Prince Harry and Meghan are... Backing away from their duties as royals and, and and, and goddamn, I can't even say it. I can't even say. It. Look, um, I don't really give a fuck about royalty in England. I still don't understand why we have this obsession with it. Over there, sure, that's their thing, that's their celebrity, but why do we care here? Why? Why? I mean, why? I think it's very, very fucked up that you have a family that lives off the country, and they don't do shit. I don't give a fuck about the humanitarianism. There are tons of people here with money that give to charitable uh, organizations. There are rappers that feed people in their neighborhoods, in their old neighborhood where they came from. There are celebrities that think kids a school basketball players. So LeBron James built a fucking school, all right? <laughs> So, um, it just it just it just it just baffles me why you need what what's the point of them? I mean, you know, we go out to Africa, we do this, it's it's gotta be the best fucking job in the world to be a royal. So, anyway, um, all the stories I'm seeing and hearing, I hear just that it seems that Meghan was a driving force and Harry. Apparently he wanted to pull away from. I can't believe I'm fucking talking about this. I'm gonna get this another 60, 120 seconds. That's it. Apparently Harry wanted to pull away too, but Megan gave him the confidence, or whatever happened within them talking. Like I can't stand this shit. This is motherfuckers They don't like. me. I am I out of here. They don't like me here anyway. Ah, da, da, da. so now it's a big old thing for them backing out. Look, round of applause to them for seeing through the bullshit and wanting to have their own life and and do something that's more important than walk around, wave hands, ride in cars, and go. Feed black babies in Africa like they really give a fuck. All is show and go. This, to me, is exciting only because I see it as a shift. It's see It's it's long overdue and it's very welcome. And I know a lot of you out there. Man, I love them. And anyway, hey, I was thrilled when he married a biracial woman. I just. I could only imagine the conversations happening in the castle world. I could see old Queenie up there just like, son of a bitch, I thought I raised you better than this. I I, I, I feel like that was just like happening behind the door. And it got to the point where she said, I can't take it no more. I can't take this shit. And they didn't want me here. Now they're mad that she's leaving. Now they're leaving. Now she's mad. They're mad. The country. People are mad. Up in arms. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It's unnecessary. It's a waste of fucking money and time. If this was the fifteen hundreds, I can only imagine what the peak towns people would do. But hey, plays well for the media. Some nice stories for us to watch and read. And I can't wait to follow this story six months from now to see where they are. I'm really excited. They have plans to even establish their own wealth, their own finance, their own income. Great. All they need to do is write a book. If they start a YouTube channel, shit, they have a hundred million followers in the first week subscribers. They would. I wish I had a connect to get them on. They have to come in. If they didn't do the Skype or WebEx, WebEx with me, six minutes changed my whole life. I spent most of it just applauding them and thanking them for their sacrifice. <laughs> uh, last thing i say that it does show that no matter how good you think something is, someone will not want to accept it something they've seen growing up in that family whether it be how their mother was treated in, in, by the paparazzi and the people of England or what have you and the, the stress and pressure she was put under whatever it is he's seen They he's seen, he doesn't want it for his own child and his wife and that should be applauded congratulations alright so Side note, uh, this the time of year where I have to renew my tags for my vehicle. And uh, living in where I live, in Michigan, which is bullshit, these things are fairly expensive. I wonder how much it is in other states. They do this shit every year. I get it. I'm cool with it, though. You know a car. You have to have a car. You have to drive a car or whatever. whatever. But I'm waiting to see what they do with our insurance here, which is one of the highest in the state. I just want to put that out there. I got a friend that just moved out of the state, moved down south, moved to a southern state. And when he told me how much insurance for his vehicles were, I realized why people try to insure their cars or so try to insure their cars in other states. It's a rip-off here. I mean, I've never been sexually assaulted in my life, but when I signed up with State Farm, I kind of felt... Somewhat like that. Someone's going to get upset about that. Oh, fuck them. State Farm, that's what they do. Stay Farm is horrible. And I'm not going to talk about them too much more because every time I say their name, I kind of get a little bit of... In my, but, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't share a car with them again if my life depended on it. Ever. Not a car. New. Nope, 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 nope. So, all right, my last story here. I have my little sock, soapbox, sockbox. What's a sockbox? <laughs> soapbox moment there. <sighs> my last story here I came across on the internet today. I don't know how I feel about this, and I'm still kind of mulling it over. And I like to give you guys my true and honest opinion. And I want to think it out and write it out and format a thought and some comments and some talking points. I want to be genuine, um, which is what I pride myself on. It's about my girl, my favorite, one of my favorite artists right now, Lizzo. Alright. And, um, you know, I said it right out the back. I love Lizzo music. I don't give a shit. Um, if it's made for me, my age group, my demographic, I don't care. I like her music. And I'll always say, I've always said, not always say, I'll always say, I've always, which one is it? Fuck it. I've always said, we're going with that. I've always said, if I like your sound, I like your music, I like you as an entertainer, I don't give a fuck what color you are, race, gender, ethnicity, sexual orientation. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. I don't care. I don't care. If I enjoy your art, I will enjoy your art. However, now, apparently everyone doesn't feel the same way I feel. I'm going to give you the details as far as I've read. Then I'll maybe give my opinion at the end. I don't know. But, uh, Jillian Michaels, Jillian Michaels, Jillian Michaels, um, physical trainer, you know, whatever, whatever, workout lady, yada, yada, yada. She's been a physical trainer for years. She had her own show. She's on the biggest loser, I think, in that other shows. But she's been around for a while. Made some comments regarding Lizzo's size. And I'm going to, um, paraphrase. I'm going to summarize. Not paraphrase. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm paraphrase what she said, that um, she s- feels that we shouldn't be s- celebrating and applauding her for her weight because it's promoting an unhealthy lifestyle. Like, she points to the fact that diabetes and something else, heart, diabetes and something else, another issue. See, I, I should pull pulled that in front of me. Let me see. I pulled up here on somebody. They were uh, the overweight, being overweight contributes is a high contributor to these things, and they're number one cause of death. I think diabetes and high blood pressure or whatever. So um, people started saying that you know she was fat shaming her, and she's besides shaming her, and this is the thing that women deal with, and that and but well, she went on to say in this thing, thing thing that she that she loves her music, she loves her thing. We should be we should be applauding her and, and, and be supportive of her for her music and everything. But she feels like we're also supporting her because she's big. She's a bigger plus size, whatever you want to call it. Entertainer in a world of skinny chicks. And we're, by doing so, we're endorsing that type of lifestyle. And as a physical trainer, she's like, that's what I, this is what I do. I cannot say that, yeah, it's okay. Based on being a physical trainer. Um, Lizzo came back in a little faster and told her basically, suck a bag of dicks. I don't know if she said a bag of dicks, but she said something very catchy that I can't remember. But it was Along those lines, in that same arena, I, I you know I thought about this. And I thought, what do I think? And after I read Jillian, Jillian's uh, comments on her post, and then she doubled down her statement? She wasn't insulting her. She was making a comment about how influential how people are influenced by. The the uh, social or public endorsement. Couple things are factual here. You can be overweight and healthier than over- overweight and healthier than a person that's skinny. You can be overweight or heavy set or whatever you want to call it, and be um, be a healthy person. You could have. You don't have to have high blood pressure. Um, you don't have to have hypertension, um, diabetes. Sometimes some things are just genetic. You know, they just are. Uh, you can also be a person that looks fit, thin, skinny, and have high blood pressure and high cholesterol. Because of poor lifestyle choices. Um, if you have a slower metabolism, you're going to be bigger because you digest and burn off energy fast, slower. If you have a high metabolism, you can eat junk and shitty food and be skinny, and people look at you and say, "Wow, you're skinny! How'd you have a heart attack?" So size doesn't always indicate unhealthiness. However, more times than not, it does. And I don't want to look at statistics, or I've seen some numbers on it, and I don't—I'm not going to even repeat them because I don't know if those statistics. I mean, first of all, anyway, it doesn't matter. So, just generally speaking, Mm -hmm. that's where I am right now. I understand Julianne Michaels' uh, intention in her comments. And I don't think she was fat-shaming. I don't. But I do think nowadays people expect you to be a little more considerate when speaking about non acceptable body shapes if I'll put it that that's the best way. Non-conforming body shapes. Um, you know and I, I think I mentioned this before on one of my earlier podcasts about Hollywood and the perception and the image that they expect you to have and hold to. And you know I'd be uh, lying if I said that entertainment has always catered to talent first, look second. That'd be a lot. Uh, there have been a lot of actresses that I have looked at that have come up in the last, well, I'll just say 10 years. They have dropped weight considerably, 20 years, considerably, 30 years. I can name them. Um, I just saw a picture where Dale lost a ton of weight. Um, uh, Al Roker had that stomach uh, gas, gas, oh, I can't think of the name of it. Shoot, I'm really missing my words here today. I'm going to really, I'm going to dock myself some pay. At least twenty minutes to pay, but Al Roker lost weight. Uh, Honey Boo Boo's mama, for fuck's sake, she lost weight. So there's this idea that if you're overweight, you are not attractive. And I I look at when I look at Lizzo, I'm like, the fuck what size she is. She might literally be 84 years old. I might make it to 60. And they say, Well, Greg, we're so small. I don't, I don't, well, whatever. That's who she is. And, you know, whether the statement was true or not that she made, the publics, public's are taken a different way. And we're living in a culture where if you say anything, even if it's true, um, you're going to be attacked because people don't want to hear the truth if it's a little hurtful. Uh, and I don't know when that started happening. I don't know when it started happening. But I can not say that you no, know, this discussion wouldn't have happened three years ago. And I I am almost confident in that because Lizzo wouldn't exist three, four years ago. They would have black they would have they blacklisted her. They would have put her say, hey, she's a talent, let her write music. We can't put her on stage. So yeah, it's 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 I get Jillian's points, but I also get I get Lizzo. I mean I follow I follow her IG and while a lot of stuff she does, I'm like, eh, slow down, baby. A little bit, just a little bit. I understand to some degree why she's doing it. She's essentially doing a Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I mean, she's hitting you so hard, you can't ignore it. And she's forcing the discussion. She's forcing the issue. She's forcing, you to, forcing us to take a real hard look at ourselves. Take a look at how we treat or view People that are not the typical body image. Like, if you don't believe me, I know some of you may be still stuck on my Lizzo wouldn't be here four years ago, five years ago. I'm going to tell you, if you don't know, uh, some years ago, LL Cool J made a song called uh, Doing It. And the chick that rapped on that song was not a stick. She was not skinny, you know, typical Hollywood entertainment-looking woman. No, so what they did was they replaced her in the video. So yeah, that was a background singer, artist. I don't even who name I don't even know. So you think Lizzo would have made it as big as she is ten years ago, five years ago, seven years ago? Wouldn't have happened. So it's good. That changes. Things have changed, but with that change, you're still going to have additional discussions, and we're going to have these things come about, come up, and the Julian Michaels of the world are going to say things. I I don't think it was offensive what she said. I think it was a hard truth. It was a hard a hard fact. It's it's almost like you know, if one of my friends said to me like. Greg, you know, if they say one of my friends saw me leave my house and go, I'm gonna go run down to the corner, in the, maybe a block or two, and I get down to the block in the block, and I'm like sweating profusely and just heaving, breathing heavy, and just I came and get together. He gonna say, man, you need to get yourself in shape because I am concerned about you. Now you can say, well, that's your friend, or right? your friend gonna say something? Yeah, that's my friend. But um, if I was at a gym. Working out with a trainer, or I was doing this like they say, "Hey man, you need to get yourself together." That's too much. You're doing too much. Sometimes the things we need to hear, whether it's true or not, are can be, or can be beneficial and helpful. And I'm not saying that generally for her because I don't know Liz, I don't know her lifestyle. I don't know her thing. I don't know shit about her. You know, all I know what I hear on the radio. But this really speaks to people in general. You know, sometimes we hear things that are hard. Hard to take. But there's truth in that. and yeah, We can become a culture now where we don't like to be offended. Something offends us. You know, it's not, not comforting and kind and supportive. Positively, based on what we perceive to be positive. We tend to think it's hating or shaming or, sh- or you know, fat shaming, slut shaming, income shaming, whatever, whatever. You know, I mean, I had a discussion with a friend of mine a while ago, and we were just talking back and forth. And I said, you "No," know, she said, "Something about people being poor, and they and something about I forget this how that discussion went, about paying for Netflix and streaming services like that." And I said, "If you're really that poor, you don't need streaming services." And I was called. I said, I, "I was I was called a, a uh, called a poor shamer or someone shaming the poor or whatever." And I said, "No, no, no, that's not no." If I if I made next to no money and I was barely struggling to keep a roof over my head and put food in the refrigerator, why would I why would I spend money on something that I couldn't afford when it's not a necessity? Like when I was first coming up and I first got my I got my first little job I wanted to buy stupid shit that I couldn't afford, my father, my mother looked at me and said, You can't afford that shit. You're broke. And you know what? They was right. It hurt my feelings. I'm like, but I want you, you know, then you'll believe me. I thought I said, yeah, you're right. I was broke as fuck. Sometimes these things need to be said to you for you get it. I'm also reminded of uh, a tweet that Chase Bank, I think it was Chase Bank, put out. They were they were, they were hit up again for being not socially conscious, not uh, uh, sensitive to people' financial issues. The tweet. If you guys, you probably Google it. Um, Let me see here. I want to find this one. This was a pretty good one. Hold on. See here. Chase Bank tweet backlash. Let's see if I can find this here for you. Okay. Yeah. This is a good one. Chase sparks backlash over tweet mocking customers for spending money. Please, tell me how to tweet here. Please tell me how to tweet. Okay. Uh, Okay. So Chase, this was back in April of last year. Chase tweets as Chase says, like you. uh, The context is you. Um, Why my bank? Why my balance so low? Bank account. Make coffee at home. Bank account. Eat the food that's already in the fridge. Bank account. You don't need a cab. It's only three blocks. You. I guess we'll never know. Bank. Seriously. Hashtag Monday Motivation. Who came back, including Senator Elizabeth Warren, saying, Why aren't Chase covering saving money? Taxpayers. We lost our job home savings, but we gave you a $25 billion bailout. Workers. Employers don't pay living wages. Economists. Rising costs, stagnant wages equals zero savings. Chase. Guess we'll never know Now Two extreme statements Oh one more here Somebody came back to them Chase I'm not going to say A person's name Because they ain't paying me To retweet them Hey Chase Why did you delete this tweet Where you tried to flex On poor people After taking a $12 billion bailout? Here's my thing Um I'm not A corporate banker So Unless I'm a corporate banker And I understand corporate financing Which I understand Is very complex Um Throwing out Twitter, without what be another bailout to a bank that obviously fucked up on mortgage and loans, and we're not gonna talk about that. But I'm gonna take that first tweet. If my bank balance is low, all right, boom. Is your bank balance low, Greg? Okay, let's look my bank balance. Make coffee at home. Well, I don't drink coffee. My friends throw that, I don't drink coffee. But what do I do? Okay. Uh, eat foods already in the fridge okay that means when I go to work instead of buying lunch every day um maybe I pay my take my lunch let's 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 look at my bank account and see how much I spend on lunch all right that's nothing don't take a cab it's only three blocks all right well I don't take cab I mean no that kind of cab here but uber do I need to go there what the, the what 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 I when I saw that tweet I was like huh spend responsibly Stay within your financial lane. Not shaming poor people. Because this target, this isn't targeted to poor people. I mean, it it could be, but I'm not a poor person. What I see this as as being called financial responsibility. Being financially responsible. But that offended people. So, you can Take that how you want and put your spin on it. Maybe you agree with Chase. Maybe you agree with the uh the internet on that one, but hey. Sometimes things are hard that need to be said to you, and sometimes those things that help you. So, uh, that's my take on that. Well, alright folks, that's gonna wrap up our Monday morning talk. That's it. And like I said, Monday evening. Did I say Monday morning? I'm losing my mind. So, uh, thanks for sticking around to the end. If you made it this far, even if you fast forwarded to the end, just to hear my voice say it's over, I appreciate that as well. Uh, let me know what you guys think. If you have any comments or questions on or additional comments, or thoughts that we can add, you can add to any of today's topics. I love to hear them. Let me know what you think. Uh, other than that. You guys have a wonderful night, or hope you had a wonderful night for listening to this on Tuesday. And uh, we'll do this again later this week. All right. Take care, folks. I'm Gregory.